Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at Will on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. TOJ pod episode today. Uh, we'll have a ton of content over the week. Again, when I get back from Indianapolis, live from the combine, this is the Jake. No, uh, Jake hasn't joined me. We've been spending a ton of time together here in uh, in Indy, uh, both uh, during the day, some of these pressers and things like that, and uh, some long nights. Uh, drinks, drinks have been flowing. Um, Jake, how we doing? Um, how we feeling? Uh, we're in a day three at this point, full day three. Man, it's been uh, it's been a blast. Well, you know, this is my first ever combine that I've covered doing the YouTube show out here for it, but. Uh, it's been a great experience. Just like a, if you're a football junkie, like you, you and I are, just getting everyone in one spot. Whether you're a GM or a coach or a scout or obviously a media type, everyone's here. You never know who you're going to run into. You know, last night we we're hanging out at the bar. We got a great spot at Prime. I don't know how we lucked into this table that we just, you know, held court at the whole night. And Brian Schottenheimer comes running on by, and I just scream out at him, "Hey, Brian, 2009, 2010." New York Jets for life, and he dapped me up and thought it was hilarious. So there's just things like that that happen. And as a Jet fan, I love it. So uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, no, 100%. There's, uh, I'll share some of the fun stories, uh, ones that are able to be shared. I'll, I'll share on uh, on Saturday's longer forum. So there's been a lot of that's happened uh, since I did kind of a combine previous since we got here. Uh, I get off the plane. Lincoln Tomlinson um, is released, uh, you know, Monday night. Quick thoughts on it are basically I was surprised they cut him. Uh, but at the same time, you know, as I'm sure you're going to say as well, um, if the best you could say about somebody is that they're durable and they're a nice guy, uh, they're not an $18 million a year player. I thought maybe they'd restructure them so they don't have to replace three guys, but I think this leads to multiple two to three offensive line additions on the interior from free agency in the draft and um, a new left guard. Uh, you know, as much as it was play wasn't great, it will be hard to replace a guy that's going to play 17 games a year. 100%. Look, I actually love the fact that they are doing this because I think it would have been really easy for the Jets to say, hey, at least he plays. We only need to find two starters on the O-line if we keep Lakin. And the fact that they cut him shows me that they are going to be ultra-aggressive in using what I believe will be a combination of both free agency will and the draft to fix this O-line. People could say, well, they need now three starters on the O-line. Okay, well, Lakin's not good. So if you're going to just put him out there because he's a good guy and plays a lot, like, that's not what it's about in 2024 and what's a do or die year for the Jets. So, you know, they could have maybe offered him a pay cut and I don't know if he would have taken it or not, but the fact that they went out there and just said, Hey, we're moving on. We're saving the 8 million. We're going to find a way to get better there. I think it's a good start to the off season for the Jets. Yeah. It's just disappointing to have to have so much dead money, um, you know, on that deal com combined with Lawson combined eventually with Zach Wilson, which we'll get to now here in a second. 
Not a shock. CJ Zama will probably add in some dead money as well. Uh, I think there's some from like McCole Hardman, unfortunately, which we also get to. You mean uh, Zach, bastard? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zach, Zach Wilson, obviously, we it's been done. We, we've known it's been done. It's, there's no surprise there. Uh, but Joe Douglas, quote unquote, officially, you know, said that Zach's, uh, you know, seeking a trade. Uh, again, I expect a 2024 this draft. Maybe it's a 2025 compensatory pick. You know, a six rounder, the Jets six rounder, and, and Zach for a fifth, or the Jets package multiple of their seventh rounders to move up into round six. Like I, I just, that's what we're getting here. Like I, I don't think that's much news, but I had to, you know, I feel like we had to hit on Zach. Uh, Zach Wilson's time as a Jet is is damn near officially over. Thank God, and it's not even being anti Zach Will. It's just. It's time, man. We knew this was coming. I know it form, you know, it's for a formality at this point, but great. Work out a deal. Hopefully they can find a deal and save the five million dollars on the cap and you move forward, man. I mean, when Woody Johnson came out at the owners meetings or NFL honors, excuse me, and said, We need a backup. We did not have one last year. I mean, come on now. It it, it the writing's been on the wall for months and it's the right move and it, it stinks it worked out the way it did. No one's happy with that, but it is what it is. Yeah, look, you know, it's crazy. I'm like looking, I'm thinking to myself, there's been so much Jets news for like this week that it's been crazy in the last three days. Um, obviously posted the Deion Dawkins video talking a bunch of shit about the Jets. I don't want to get too much into that. I, I, I like the fact that, you know, there's a real rivalry there. These teams don't like each other. Um, I think it's fine. Like I'm, I'm good with it. I don't have a problem with it. Yes, is it embarrassing to do a podcast with your shirt off when you weigh 400 pounds? Yeah, that's probably not the way I would approach things, but uh, look, I don't know. There's not, I don't think every Jets fan is the biggest Michael Clemens fan either. Um, I think it was more weird to me that he didn't just go after Clemens. He went after the entire team. I think that's where the my was like, wow, okay. It was a bit of an aggressive comment. Uh, but I loved all the trolling the Jets have done uh, you know, since then. When you do a podcast shirtless and you're not Rick Ross, I mean, you're just opening yourself up for ridicule. So I love what the Jets have done. You know, Sauce and Garrett have had some great Instagram posts or tweets, whatever about it. It's been fun. I look at you're, you're right. It adds to the rivalry. And ultimately, as Joe Douglas said the other day, you want respect. You got to earn respect. That's got to win games, man. They got to win the division. They got to you know play, play playoff teams and beat playoff teams and have a winning record. And, you know, the Bills have done that. Say whatever you want about the Bills, but they've won this division now four years in a row. Uh, the Jets got to take it for them. So good. You know, no one's going to no one's going to pick the Jets this year. That's for sure. They're going to be flying under the radar. And I think that's good for this team. But any extra motivation you can get from the Deion Dawkins, I, I think it's a good thing overall, not bad. Yeah, you'll, you'll take that. I guess the biggest story, um, actually, we'll talk about Douglas's presser. I want to finish with Hardman. I, there is so much to unpack there. Douglas's presser was kind of what we expected, right? We, you know, we talked about the Zach thing. We talked about not not surprising, but Bryce Huff will obviously not be tagged. And Joe Douglas has been pretty clear about that. I think he's going to hit the open market. There's a chance maybe they get an 11th hour deal done here. Um, Connor Hughes said on your show, he thinks the market's more in the 12 to $14 million a year range. I've heard a higher number than that. But, you know, regardless, you know, that's kind of what we saw a little bit there. Um, Douglas mentioned ABT will play one spot next year once they make a decision, which is pretty clear to me right tackle. I think based on the strength of this free agency class, it's like ABT is going to play our right tackle and we're just waiting to announce it. Um, trying to think, what else did I miss here? There wasn't much. Um, they're not going to really be hiring any new coaching, you know, guys in the coaching staff. It seems like quarterback coach, et cetera, front office doesn't seem like Chad Alexander and Rex Hogan really be replaced. Um, I guess that was kind of news there, but other than that, Jake, am I missing anything? I, I didn't, there wasn't a lot to take out of it. Um, not really shocking. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess the you know the ABT stuff is notable, but I, I think some of that too will could be like, well, we're not definitely taking a left tackle, a ten or a tackle of ten, because what if ABT slots into that role? So maybe they're like trying to protect themselves a little bit from what allegedly happened last year with the Project Jones you know trade scenario. Um, but I'm kind of with you. I mean, Douglas kind of low key being like, well, we're not adding a quarterback coach, so it's kind of like you have Todd Downing and Nate Hackett for the quarterbacks and. Keith Carter obviously still employed on the offensive line, so there's that. Um, but, I, but I think for the most part, it was a pretty routine press conference. I think people saying Douglas sounded so morose and so down, like uh, he's kind of so. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get that. So I, I'm not really going to criticize him for that. We're going to know in a couple of weeks. Did the Jets get it done in free agency? Did they make the right moves to put Aaron Rodgers in the best possible spot? So um, that's kind of what I took from it. Obviously, the you know, Miko Hardman stuff that we're going to end on, as you brought up, that's that's certainly a, a headline stemming from that for sure. Yeah, no, it's, I guess there's a lot to unpack with the Hardman thing. Um, I, I said it this morning, I, I think I said it on radio uh, last night or this morning, whatever it was. Like, I, I don't, do I blame for him for a lot of what he said in terms of um, Hackett and some of the Aaron Rodgers stuff in terms of, you know, how Aaron Rodgers centric it was or, and that not necessarily being a bad thing, just that it kind of all fell apart or the defense having much more structure than the off. Like that stuff did not, you know, bother me or whatever. I don't, again, I don't really know what was the point was talking about it, but you know, it is what it is. I didn't think that was a big deal. Um, did I think him saying that he self-admittedly like kind of quit on them because of a finger injury and, you know, kind of, he got beat out by, you know, Xavier Gibson opening day and then just didn't want to play anymore. Like that was a little shocking because it doesn't look great for the Jets that that's kind of what un what unfolded, but you also self-admittedly kind of quit. And, like, I, I don't know that that was the best move. So I want, let, let's start there before we get to, you know, the kind of the two big things, I guess. 100%. I mean, Mikko Hardman admitted on a podcast he quit after Aaron Rodgers went down. He said he was checked out. He also, on this podcast, Will, said that he asked the GM of the, his old team, Brent Beach, and Patrick Mahomes, his old quarterback, to come and get him. He implied, and then since tried to say it wasn't true, but it's on the record, you could listen to it, that he spoke with them. That is illegal. So if I'm the Jets, and I did right by Miko Hardman by trading him to a place he wanted to go, I would be red hot. And then we find out that he's allegedly leaking game plans to the Eagles and the Chiefs. I hear all that, and if I'm the Jets, I'm going after Miko. I'm going after the Chiefs. I'll have the NFL step in, and, and, and just to – Try and, you know, make an example out of him. Because, honestly, he's so stupid, if you think about it. He, he might have just blackballed himself from the league. Unless the Chiefs take him back, what team in their right mind would ever sign a guy who, at this stage of his career, is closer to a wide receiver four or five than a two or a three? And the second he gets beat out by a different player or gets into it with a coach, what if he leaks the game plan to that team? Like, he completely blackballed himself with these comments if the game plan stuff is true but then the tampering stuff is true it's on the record he said it on the nfl i look into it and here's what i propose to will if i'm roger goodell this is what i'm doing zach wilson for patrick mahomes straight up problem solved yeah chris jones uh chris jones for a fifth um <laughs> now look I, I think the tampering stuff it does it bother me no because it, it doesn't bother me just from the aspect of You've been you've been around Indy the last couple of days. You, you hear a lot of stuff and a lot of you know a lot of agents talking to a lot of a lot of teams and kind of gauging the market and these different things. It's more that he said it and then was like, "I didn't say that." And I'm like, "It's on video. You said it. You laughed about it. You thought it was funny, and then you got heat for it." 
you know, I, I like Thomas Morstead's tweet. That was awesome. Um, you know, Sauce and these other guys, Kenny Aboa kind of, you know, aired him out on the, the other side of things, which which you mentioned the game plan stuff, if true. Again, I don't we don't know if it's true or not. But if that's true, pretty pretty shitty, um, you know, in my opinion. And again, this is a guy who's a free agent. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. It's it's crazy in a different universe. He doesn't catch that touchdown if the Niners just finished off the game the drive before, and he's never on the Pivot Podcast. He never says a word about this, and I don't know if it ever even gets out. But because he did, you know, got a bunch of you know publicity, rightfully so, he caught the game when he touched down the Super Bowl. Uh, I just can't believe that he not only like admitted that, but then a lot of the Jets players probably sat there and were like, "We're not going to bring this up. We'll squash it. We'll keep it in house." And then he spouts off on them, and they're like, "Well, actually, you know what? Never mind." F you, and we're going to air your stuff out. He's a fool. He, the, the Jets did right by him, even with the speculation that he leaked their game plan, and you're going to bash them? And also, you're bashing Brent Boyer of all the – you want to bash Hackett? Yeah, that was weird, too. I've not heard a single person in, what, 10 years he's been there, 11 years, whatever it's been. Uh, other than, like, Jeff Obrick, uh, Brent Boyer is probably, like, one of the most, like, beloved coaches on this, like, staff right now, and he survived multiple regimes. Because he's good at his job, and he comes across so poor with his comments that, oh well, he had a pinky injury and he he wasn't able to catch punts against the Chiefs because you know they didn't tell him ahead of time he might have to do like it's weak man. He admitted he quit on the team, he admitted he tampered, and now he maybe leaked the game plan and he knows he did all this and he's gonna air out the Jets on a podcast. He is a fool. If you're Nicole Hardman, you shot yourself in the foot way worse than Plaxico ever did back in 08. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I talked to a few people last night who work in the NFL and on the in the front office side and said, I yeah, I'm good on I'm good on McCall Hartman. Um, I just you you with no like you can't seriously that it just it's it was dumb. And if the, again, we don't know if the game plan thing is true, but it seems like it's pretty true. The Jets are pretty vocal about it. Um, funny enough, Zach Wilson's like two two of his best games in his Jets career in this year were the the Eagles and uh, Eagles and Chiefs games, but. Um, I want to kind of finish with this. Uh, I've got a couple minutes here left. And again, I'll have a much longer form, uh, you know, Saturday kind of unpacking the notebook, uh, you know, quote unquote, and we'll get some of these testing times in and, and think different things like that. Some weigh-ins by the time, uh, by the time Saturday TOJ talks, you know, episode will come out. Jake's had a, a huge week in terms of guests, by the way, make sure you're checking out Jake's channel as always. Uh, the great Rich Eisen stopped at, stopped at dinner by last night by our table and said, Jake, I'm coming on the show tomorrow. Um, and, and locked it in. So credit to Rich amongst amongst a million other people Jake's had on. But yeah, I said, Will, I said, uh, you yeah. know, Rich, you know, Rich came over. He begged to come on the show. And I said, Rich Eisen, if you want to come on the show, we, we, we could find some time to get you on. No problem. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we could do. We think we can make it work for you, Rich. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's Rich is, uh, you know, Rich has been awesome. And, you know, obviously a Jets fan, uh, reps the Jets fans well. But yep. I guess what's your sense? Like what? Yeah, I guess like what's your sense going into free agency now? Do you feel more or less confident kind of in the team? You know, being around Indy, hearing what you, you know, kind of different conversations, all this different stuff this week. First three days, four days in Indy, do you feel more confident or less confident in this team being good next year? Um, I'm very much on the. I'm not sure if they're going to be awesome or terrible, but I, I just don't see nine and eight. I think they're good or they're really good or they're not. Are, are you kind of in the same boat? I don't know where I'm at. That's a great question. Um, I I'll tell you what. I'm I'm confident that they're going to be ultra aggressive in free agency on the O-line. And I, 
obviously need to see how it will play out. If because you know when they signed Lake and Thompson, to be fair to the Jets, I thought that was a really good signing. I'm like, you signed a Pro Bowl guy, same scheme, same position. He's just going to come over and do the same thing with the Jets. It will work, and obviously it was terrible. So um, I, I'm confident they're going to be aggressive. Will I think they they I think they're going to operate with that sense of urgency. We as fans are dying to see them operate with, but. I'd be lying to you if I would sit here and say I feel great about them being, you know, an awesome team next year. I think if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're going to be very good because I still think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. I just don't picture Aaron Rodgers, if what he's playing, ever being bad. But they they need a lot, and they have this defense. They have the special teams, assuming they bring back both Morstead and Zerlon. It's, it's going to be on Joe to get the offensive line rolling, and they're going to have to probably overspend for a backup quarterback. But you know what? Do it. That's that's what that's what needs to be done going into a do or die year. Hundred uh, percent. Well, rapid fire here. I'm just going to ask you predictions wise. Uh, what we see, Zach Wilson will be a blank uh, in 2024. Uh, Houston Roughnecks quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I still. I find the Cardinals to be fascinating. Um, Jets backup quarterback will be Gardner Minshew. Ooh, okay, I like that. Um, Jets' biggest acquisition of the offseason will be. Mm, that's a great one. Uh, the the biggest name is going to be Calvin Ridley. The offensive line they sign, I don't know. I, I could see them signing two guards and maybe a guy that could play both guard and tackle. Um, I don't think it's going to be Tyrone Smith. I, I hope to God it's not David Bakhtiari. Um, but I, I, I think they're going to be – I think they're going to be aggressive in the guard market. Let's go John Runyon and, I don't know, maybe Kevin Zeitler on a two-year deal, a little bit of an older player, but maybe he could be our version of Alan Fatica if you want, like, a comp. He's not a Hall of Famer, but still a nice player. Uh, last two here. The guy that the Jets are attached to the entire offseason, the biggest name they're attached to the entire offseason that never happens and goes somewhere else. I don't know if he's going somewhere else, but Devontae Adams will not be a Jet. Yeah, that's probably the one that, it's he's either going to be a jet and we're going to all be shocked or like there's absolutely no chance they won't i don't think there's like some in between where they almost had a deal it's like the raiders are either going to answer the phone or they're not um when we see pierce out tonight yeah. we could probably ask him he's, he's been at the same yeah we'll ask him yeah i know <laughs> he's uh him and mcdaniels have been have been out and about um the biggest move in the afc east like the one that moved that'll it could be a Jets move, but the biggest move in the AFC East that people will talk about, it doesn't have to be at Rodgers' level, but that type of move where it shakes up the division. Tua's contract extension is going to be for a lot of money, and it's going to end up being a big regret. Yeah, I, there's been some rumors of the numbers, and I just simply – I wouldn't pay two of that. Um, I would not either. Last, last thing here, the – person you've seen in the nfl combine for the first time in person that shocked you in one way or another doesn't have to be good or bad just most surprising thing you've seen so far um well here's a great combine story or story like nowhere could you get the old coach of the washington commanders sitting three tables over from the current coach of the washington commanders <laughs> like you have ron rivera right here and then dan quinn right over there and i just thought that was so funny um you know it was funny we were out last night and yeah you know, I, I told the schottenheimer story at the beginning but another jet uh you know with jet connections how about mark Fernell just casually just chilling you know in, in the sea of people and i'm like is he still mentoring mark sanchez but uh it was it was cool <laughs> to see uh Fernell out i'm trying to think of other like jet stuff it's it's tricky because the jets don't have a whole lot of their guys here yet sal is not coming until saturday and sunday oh that's oh that's what i meant to bring up that was the other thing 
clearly clearly someone got in Salah's ear by somebody it was obviously JD and Woody in, in some sense. That was the one thing from his presser that was quote unquote breaking news, uh, as Joe Douglas said. Again, is it a big deal that Salah didn't speak? I don't give a shit that he didn't speak. It literally doesn't matter. That's not what it's that's not important. What is important is that I think he should be here because it shows hey, maybe the last couple of years, things haven't worked perfectly. Like, we're going to change up everything we're doing, whether it be me showing up to the combine or different way we approach scouting or different way we approach free agency. It doesn't matter. But, you know, there was a hit piece put out on him a month ago. He said nothing. And the Jets haven't addressed it at all. And, like, it just felt like I'm glad he's coming. It's just more funny to me that if, like, Jets Twitter literally bullied the Jets into making Salah come to the, come to the combine. I think it's also an FU to the local beat personally that he's coming after they're all flying out because I, i'm sure he's livid with the athletic story he feels betrayed by it i'm sure just knowing the guy Salah is and the relationships behind the scenes he tries to cultivate with people uh, i think he felt burned by that and i to be honest i don't blame him but i think that's part of it too well he, he's he's flying in saturday and sunday all the jet beat guys pretty much all of them are gone today or some of them flew out uh you know even yesterday yeah no i, I just weird uh weird stuff but obviously appreciate you for listening again this will be uh this will be out here shortly on thursday afternoon the workouts at the combine are officially underway as we're speaking at the moment um i'm headed over to the stadium to go watch me and jake will be over there and having drinks later on this evening make sure you guys check out jake's show again he's had 9 10 11 12 awesome shows this week um tons of huge guests so Make sure you check that out. We'll be back. Uh, I'll be back here on Saturday and uh, and breaking down, kind of unloading the uh, unloading the notebook per se. Uh, but Jake, appreciate you uh, taking some time. Well, this was a lot of fun. I will see you later, where I'm sure we'll be out late. Well, there'll be plenty of uh, old fashions and whiskey sours consumed. And uh, you know, thankfully, I fly out tomorrow, so I don't have to work tomorrow. So I, I yeah, can, me, uh, yeah, we're both out of here tomorrow. <laughs> I could let it rip. So I'm excited about that. It should be a fun night. Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys.